the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. And a good, good morning, everybody. Happy second day of early voting. (laughs) Ooh, the rodeos are on, plural. It is Wednesday, February 21st. So glad to have you here. Hope your uh, your day was good yesterday after the show. We had a fascinating broadcast yesterday, and we're just going to just keep ramping it up. Today, we will uh, hop into a st- – well, yesterday, we welcomed Carissa Richardson, who's running in House District 61 against Frederick Frazier, the incumbent. Frederick joins us at 8.05. I mentioned that I'd had some off-air conversations of great substance with Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, and I said, uh, Dan, let's not waste this on each other. I love your company, but let's let's go public with this because he has some thoughts, as do I, about what this primary season can mean in these next 13 days. Early voting goes through March 1st. The uh, the actual election day is March 5th. And um, and listen, just just go go today. I, I listen. I'm the guy. I've, I've whined for years that that, that early voting is stupid. Uh, things can change at the last moment. Sometimes that can. Uh, you, we should all be dealing with the. Uh, same set of information. Uh, election day should be election day. But if it exists, it exists. And we should use it f- toward conservative ends. And the thing that concerns me is we we have people holding out on principle and saying, well, I know I could vote today, but doggone it, I'm going to wait till election day. And then you know, you you break your foot in a kitchen accident or it doesn't seem to be the case here, but you, you get weird weather. And so just ah, if you know whom you're going to vote for, just go do it. I mean, just just go if it's legally there for you. And we can work on narrowing early voting or narrowing, uh, you know, ballot harvesting and mail in ballots and all this nonsense nationwide. Let's absolutely do that. But while we have legal means to do this, here's a sentence. Honestly. And conservatively, using the methods that Democrats have used to cheat doesn't make you a party to or an accessory to cheating. It is the misuse of various stretching of election norms that has led to a lot of fraud. But if you are casting your legal, heartfelt, you know, uh, early vote today, that's a good thing. And we need all hands on deck. And because this could be this this could be a reckoning, there could be accountability. I don't know how broad or how vast it's going to be. It is way more than just the Ken Paxton revenge tour or the reform tour, as Mitch Little uh, constantly reminds me to say. Uh it, it's it it's about do you want Democrat uh chairs? It, 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 do you want Dane Phelan as speaker down in Beaumont in District 21? Can David Covey beat him? Please make that happen. If you know somebody down in Beaumont, go drive them to the polls. 
And I got to drive six hours to get down there to drive them five minutes to the polls. But do it because this would be such a magnificent statement against the Swiss cheese conservatism and and and, and, and petty grudges of Dade Phelan. So uh, we have congressional things to uh, Congress is doing stuff. They always do. Congressman Roger Williams of uh, District 25. He'll be with us at 905. So we got all kinds of guests, all kinds of things. Uh, something hit my mailbox yesterday. And I'm going to tell you about it. It it brings right into my home the uh, the kind of stuff I've been talking about, about the degree to which people will lie in the primaries. Primaries are a sharp-elbowed scrum. Uh, that That's baked in. And if, if people get kind of aggressive and a little hyperbolic in the primaries, like it's the nature of the beast, my, my tolerance for this is pretty high. Until you get to garbage, like what I'm going to share here with you in just a second. Let me let me clear the palate, clear my head, <laughs> open my heart before I dive into this this piece of dreck that you probably got if you live in House District in Congressional District 26 uh, as well. Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, our schools and public spaces are safe, our elections are reliable, our borders work, where we protect the unborn and fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created, and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill, and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings, In our nation, our great state of Texas, our communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. So, uh, outright lies. uh, The the line between uh, exaggeration and untruth is in a constant state of blur in the primary season. And examples can be found everywhere. Many of you have shared some of them with me, and, and you may do so uh, as part of our exercise uh, today. we got to get to some of the Trump audio and some of the Nikki Haley audio. <laughs> do we? Yeah, we do. Her, her death rattle continues. Had this, uh, oh, the, the state of the race. Mike and I talked about this yesterday. Can't wait to see how this went over with Mike. Oh, it's the state of the race. What's she going to do? Maybe she's going to you know get out before the drubbing in South Carolina. Nope, she's staying in. And it was just, it's just, it's just getting sad now. And uh, we'll, we'll share some of that. Anyway, anyway, the, 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 a couple of weeks ago, there was this thing about this little uh, mini blip. It was a pretty good sized blip that uh, John Huffman in, in congressional district 26, who attended uh, an angry gathering in Southlake post George Floyd, because there were a lot of angry gatherings. He had uh, accompanied then mayor Laura Hill uh, to just kind of tell people, hey, uh, we actually support the police. Let's guide ourselves in positive ways. And for that, he was painted as a BLM supporter for showing up uh, at that uh, gathering. That was a damnable lie, and people just don't care anymore. So you had that, and we we kind of extinguished that. That kind of went away because it didn't have apparently like a, a half a million dollars behind it. 
This one does. And we had Brandon Gill on yesterday about this. But then I got home and this thing hits my mailbox. And I put it on I put it on the old the whole X Twitter thing there. Go take a look at that at Mark Davis. Here is a, a photograph of just a frightening horde of masked, angry. Are they armed? Do I say I, I don't know? Just a really scary looking group of uh, of of swarthy uh, migrants with one of them holding a big old sheet that I think this is definitely photoshopped in that's saying Texas, here we come. Now, listen, if this is something you want to offer up against a Democrat or against Biden, this is imagery that actually works. But this is being thrown up against Brandon Gill, the Trump endorsed guy in 26. He's Dinesh D'Souza's flipping son-in-law, all right? So at the bottom of this, uh, alongside this big one side of the whole card, it's one of those cards that's almost the size of a loose leaf uh, notebook page. Brandon Gill's vision for America, a sanctuary for criminals and terrorists, a nightmare for Texans. And then you flip it over. Uh, With violent crime and terrorist threats on the rise, Brandon Gill is the last person Texans can trust to prioritize our safety and national security. Look at his record. And and maybe you've heard this before, but this just this sitting there in my mailbox. I brought it into my house and I decided to do a little digging. So, and it's the familiar stuff that I've already mentioned. He wants to defund the federal law enforcement agency responsible for fighting terrorism. Uh, Know what that's called? He wants to retool the FBI. Why? Because the FBI targets conservatives. Now, that may be a little rash in the minds of some. You know, do we need to, like, start from from, from the ground up with the FBI? I mean, is there reform possible? He wants to pretty well reimagine and retool the whole thing. And these cretins... These, well, that's a, a, a mentally deficient person. These sinister jackals paint this as defunding law enforcement. Uh, it would put our country and communities in the crosshairs of domestic terrorism. Here we go. You ready for this? Produced a documentary film that openly mocked and criticized law enforcement. Damn right. He was a big part of Dinesh's uh, film, Police state. What's police state about? It's about the wheels of justice weaponized against conservatives. There is a special place in campaign purgatory for weasels like this. Who are they? Well, I thought I'd try to find out this thing because here's the thing. You've got to uh, identify, name your group. All right. And you'll hear this in some of the disclaimers. You'll probably hear it 17 times a day. Yeah, it's their free speech, and here comes mine. Paid for by Conservatives for American Excellence, Inc. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. So this is this means that there there's none of Brandon Gill's rivals who are doing this, at least not directly. Um, so who are Conservatives for American Excellence, Inc.? Well, there's campaign reporting that that has to be done. And so I went and took a look, and there's hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's no local. There's no Texas angle to this at all. The, the mailer is from Nevada, and the funding is from, from shady, shell, uh, almost invisible, quote-unquote, media groups 
in, in one of them in this in Alexandria, Virginia, a suburb of Washington. And so and they they have they have a Facebook page with like six followers. These people don't exist. It is a shadow. It is a shell. It exists for only one reason, and that is to be a conduit for swamp rhino money to try to take down an America First Trump endorsed candidate. Now, please understand. I make. I mean, I went to bat for Huffman. When they came after him with the stupid BLM thing, this is me, you know, looking to, to uh, erase some nonsense about Brandon Gill. It's a fascinating race. I have no necessary dog in the hunt. Uh, Brandon was on yesterday. He's he was great. Huffman's been on. He's great. Louisa Del Rosal's on. She's a, she's wonderful. Uh, Scott Army just got a Star Telegram endorsement. Scott has a legacy and quite the impressive dad. And so love him. And I've, I've got a special place in my heart for Burt Thacker, the former Jeopardy champ, a heart for service and a very smart man. And there's like six other people running. God bless them, too. But when something this visible and this pernicious and this vast is hitting your mailbox and putting a stench in, of, of lies and in, intentional deceit inside your mailbox, I want to be there to uh, to, to counter it. Just for the just for the sake of not to go to bat for anybody in particular, anybody's interests, but to 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 go to bat against this kind of garbage. This is garbage. And whether it's this at the congressional level or some of the ugliness and nastiness going on in some of the Texas House races, where if you are a real conservative, you are a neo-Nazi because Jonathan Stickland hung out and had 14 cups of coffee with Nick Fuentes a year and a fraction ago. You know, I'll never understand that. But the the, the guilt by association of, of, of squishes and, and, and Dade Phelan's toadies in an attempt to smear real conservatives, it is everywhere the attempt to lie about school choice oh that's nothing but a slush fund to help the children of illegals these are lies i i hate primaries and i love primaries ron and i were just talking about you know what what we're all going to learn on on march 5th you know will, will some of the races be runoffs will some not there's a um it, it even extends to some some there in um, in Democrat circles. This is kind of wild. In District Thirty Two, that uh, Colin Allred is leaving, so to to go get beaten soundly by Ted Cruz. Uh, so there's a big vacancy in uh, Congressional District Thirty Two. Uh, there are Republicans running for it. God bless them. Uh, I don't know if it's winnable. Hope it is. That'd be great. Um. There are like uh, almost a dozen Democrats running. That looks like runoff, maybe. But the current incumbent in House District 115 is a woman named Julie Johnson. And this is kind of interesting. This coin has two sides. A lot of the uh, mischief in Republican circles is people who are not conservative attacking people who are. There are other charges moving in certain directions, many of them true, that some people just are not conservative enough. Well, we're not the only side of, of this uh, <laughs> of, of this shindig that's experiencing that. I, I would think that Julie Johnson is the pretty expected front runner to be the, the Democrat nominee 
in 32 and thus probably the next congresswoman uh, unless we can luck out and uh, and and win uh, in 32 no certainly glad to help somebody do that once we get in because there's another question that gets answered on uh, on on March 5th but anyway here's um there are people who have been going after her uh for for not being liberal enough and here is her uh reply as a pro-choice progressive fighter in the Texas House, Julie Johnson is no stranger to MAGA-style attacks. It's shameful that other candidates are using Trump tactics to attack Julie. Trump tactics. So if it's a Trump tactic, it must be bad. Let's correct the record. Julie Johnson voted against the state abortion ban well, and are. co-authored the only assault weapon bill to advance through the Texas All House. Right. That's why Julie is endorsed by Planned Parenthood Action Fund, yeah. Beto O'Rourke, yeah. and Wendy Davis, yeah. and is the only candidate with an F rating from the NRA. Yeah, an F rating from the NRA. Woo, woo. Julie Johnson, our proven champion. There you go. See, that's so there's the, 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 the her perceived sin is not being left leftist enough in a Democrat press. See, that's that's their primary uh, environment. Oh, what fun. Every day. Here we are. All righty. Mark Davis, 724. 1990. From the album Shooting Straight in the Dark. Saturday night and the moon is out. I want to head on over to the twist. Mary Chapin Carpenter. Down at the twist and shout. Love this lady. CC is 65 today, so you're going to hear some Mary Chapin Carpenter. All right, uh, you'll also hear at least a little bit of this woman. Some of you, perhaps a few of you in the media, came here today to see if I'm dropping out of the race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not. Far from it. And I'm here to tell you why. I'm running for president because we have a country to save. Yeah. I feel no need to kiss the ring. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is working. I have no fear of Trump's retribution. <sighs> so <laughs> President Trump was on at a town hall with Laura Ingram. A couple seconds of this, then let's get to news and get to Mike. She's down by 30, 35 points. And everybody knows her. You're not supposed to lose your home state. Shouldn't happen anyway. And she's losing it. Why do you think she's staying in the race? Um, I don't think she knows how to get out, actually. Uh, I really don't. She did terribly in New Hampshire. She got mo- the only vote she but got she was from Democrats. she has a lot of Democrats. money behind her. What do they think they're Well, they're out? trying to hurt me because of the general election. So the Democrats are giving her money and she's playing into the game. That's right. That's it. My dog knows this. How long will this uh, charade last? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's hop into the newsroom. (laughs) The similarly named Nikki Whaley. Boy, when this all ends, it'll be so much simpler around here. (laughs) She's just the best. (laughs) It's like having a newscaster named Donald Strump or Chris Crosty. It's just like, what? What'd they say? So let's just go with, here's Nikki in the newsroom. It's the Nikki Haley fundraiser's name. She's gone. She doesn't know it yet. She's. They maybe better, le- they better the, learn how to face it. Maybe you should play the theme from Sunset Boulevard oh and Norma Desmond gosh. coming down the steps. 
Holy <laughs> cow, she <laughs> was ready for her <laughs> close-up yesterday. You know, Mark, I, I mean, <laughs> where do you want to begin? Um, I mean, she she gathers the media, every, and, and I, once again, my prediction, I'm now... 100% wrong on predictions that she was going to throw in and throw in the towel because it's the normal thing to do. You know what's not normal is up there weeping as you're begging people to vote for you to be the strong, solid, tough commander-in-chief. This is a very interesting thing, and I we're going to get into all kinds of trouble, you and me. I can just sense it. Women crying. Women crying is such a fascinating dynamic, especially when it happens in politics or, let's say, in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You ever work with somebody, who a, a woman who cries? Mm-hmm. I have had female, uh, I've, had, I've worked for general managers who were women. My first job at a law firm uh, had a woman office manager. I don't think I ever saw them reduced to tears. No, they were tough cookies. Yeah. You got to be a tough cookie, and and that's just it. But see, there's we celebrate the difference between men and women. You know, we understand that, that you know, there's a softness, there's nurturing, there's the the breadwinner. We and those are all traditional sort of conservative roles that the left completely disdains, has just nothing but disdain for. But I find it fascinating the the psychology behind a woman crying in a professional setting. And I'll tell you why I find it so interesting. I've got a friend, Peg Hudson. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have I have been surrounded with tough women all of my life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm surrounded right now. I, my producer is a tough lady. I've got lots of tough women in my life. I have worked for women. I have worked with tough women. Peg Hudson has a pet peeve. It makes her crazy when women cry in the workplace. She says it's manipulative. It is over emotional, it's tacky, and it and of course what it does is it effectively chills any productivity. How do you have a conversation with somebody who's crying? How do you, how do you deal with somebody who's crying? I think you I think every observation you're prepared to make is is on point. How pervasive is this? Are the are are the worlds of politics and corporate boardrooms filled with dewy-eyed women who are buckling under some stimulus? Well, I mean, what, how, how, big, how big a problem is this? Let's keep it in the political realm. Right. When's the last time you saw Nancy Pelosi cry? <laughs> oh, how I'd like to. I, I, you know? but, but you're right. <laughs> I mean, when's the last time that uh, yeah. Letitia James cried? Nice. I mean, listen, uh, I cried at her yesterday. I hope, I hope, Let, I hope November 6th of this year. <laughs> No kidding. Listen, Uh, I went back to that. I've got to learn balance, Mark. Yesterday, I saw her on ABC World News bragging that she wants to take away Trump's properties. I know. Here's the latest. Now they're going to go after his buildings. If he doesn't pay this $355 million garbage uh, fine or fee, she's going to go after Trump Tower. She's going to go after Four Wall Street. She's going to go after all of his properties. And she does it in this fake sing-songy angelic voice, I got so enraged, and I told myself last night, for my own mental health, I got to have a balance. And you know what I did? I went to Netflix, and I found a documentary that I must tell you to watch, because it's right up your alley. It's a brand new documentary on Netflix Uh called The Greatest Night in Pop. Oh, the making of uh, We Are the World. 
Mark, haven't, haven't, is, haven't seen it yet, but I know all about it. Everybody's checked their egos at the door. All your Springsteens and U2s and Bonos and, and, and Michael Jacksons and uh, under the tutelage Quincy of Quincy Jones. Jones made We Are We Are the World. Made that wonderful record. Here's, here, here was a, a, a great effort to, to combat hunger in, mm-hmm. a, a, around the world and particularly mm-hmm. in Africa. And that beautiful anthem, We Are the World, that Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones. Just and, Hall uh, and Oates. Just played them. Hall and Oates were in the Hall, room for that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you took, you, here, picture this. They took 40 or 50 of the biggest superstars at the time of music and put them all in a room together. Yep. And believe me, they didn't check their ego at the door. Well, well that's the okay. They didn't. Good. They were asked. No, to, they but, didn't. But you know what? They did check at the door. Their handlers. No, they were all right. in there as free right. range chickens. They didn't have handlers. They didn't have uh, managers. They and, and the Hall and Oates themselves. I heard them interviewed about this once, where they said it was like being in, in junior high school. You're feeling awkward. You don't know whether to ask for an right. autograph. I I I bet it's great. I've got to. I've oh, got it's to so good. That. Waylon Jennings stormed out. Waylon Jennings, check this out. Stevie Wonder started introducing an idea. We need to add Swahili to this anthem. Okay. And 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 they're oh, like, no. listen, and they're trying to be diplomatic. And Stevie, the people in this particular region of Africa don't even speak Swahili. Right. So we're, who we we're, who are we singing this for? Yeah. Well, Waylon Jennings got one one uh, whiff of Swahili. He I'm, said, I'm, I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. I'm gone. Waylon. He goes, I'm not. I don't know how to do Swahili. <laughs> and he left. Well, he left like the were taping. They, were they going to make him be part of a Swahili portion of the yeah, chorus? Yeah, they were going to. Oh. They were going right. to make him sing Swahili okay. in the course. And Waylon Jennings, hey, I'm just a good old boy. I'm out. But it, and it was and the nervousness of Huey Lewis. He was scared, and 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 uh, Bob Dylan. He was frankly oh. awful because it's not his genre, no, you know. No. But he wanted to help, and so he didn't know how to do it. But then he came through at the end. Anyhow, it's just a great documentary. It's on for Netflix Excellent. if you love music and you appreciate that. But you know, we need balance, Mark. Oh, you do. I'm not kidding you. You. <laughs> you give me five minutes on the air alone about Letitia James, it'll be my last five minutes on the air. I, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I loathe this woman. I know. I, I, take his buildings. I know. And, his, and, and, then, and she... And Kathy Hochul, the execrable governor of this state, are are comforting the business community. Did you see? I don't know if you're a big Shark Tank guy, but Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, that Kevin O'Leary. Jordan, I played the said, clips yesterday. And he's not a movement conservative at all. Said that businesses are crazy to 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 set up shop in a New York where they're going to come after you for political vendettas. And there's Kathy Hochul essentially comforting all these businesses, saying, "Oh, you you guys don't have to worry. Essentially, you don't have to worry about it if your name is not Trump." Proving that it's a vendetta. That's that literally she confirmed it, and and but now she's doubling down, saying, "Oh, we're so right to go after his bill." They uh, want to destroy him, and meanwhile, there he was last night with Laura Ingram. Oh, so I good. don't know if you saw it. He was so good and very. And listen, may may I say, very presidential. Can I give you this? Is I don't want to ever take your and my valuable oxygen. I think this is about twenty seconds. Trump last night because everybody says sure. that if if he comes back, it's going to be nothing but vindictiveness. It's going to be nothing but revenge. I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, My revenge will be success. That's it. His what he want, he doesn't want he's not about destroying opponents for the sake of doing so or or savaging critics just for 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 vitriol. His revenge will be we'll have a border, we'll have an economy that works, we'll have environmental sanity, gender sanity, we'll back the police, we'll punish crime. Those those returns to 
dare I say it, normalcy, that, normalcy. Will, be, that will be his revenge. And, and you know what he also said last night? You know who's on his short list for VP? Well, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Oh, Ron sure, sure, DeSantis. Sure. And Tulsi Gabbard. Here's here's a thing. Tim Scott, he, Byron Donalds, Christy Nome, Tulsi play, Gabbard. Play this, too. This is a this is a Trumpy thing to do. Laura read him out about six names of like, right. hey, here's some folks that you, that that, that you know, there's buzz in this room that right. these might be your people, and he just bam, 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 bam. Are those people on your short list? And he kind of went, oh yeah, because uh, he's saying everybody is right now. This is not exactly the same as him saying, Laura, here's my short list and laying out those six names. He, he didn't did not, turn, he didn't shut anybody but down, he, but he wasn't going to shut anybody down. He could have. He could have said, well, well he, he, shut, he shut one person down. <laughs> yeah, Nikki Haley. Haley said, I made up my mind about three months ago. Incidentally, so, uh, the, the incidentally back to the crying and her press her, her tearful press conference yesterday. You know that the whole scuttlebutt on social media was that the whole thing was a total act that she was fake crying. Now it's one thing to, to to struggle with a woman crying in politics, yeah. um, but but here I mean here's from te- from Dallas a text message. Mike, the tears were a total act. She was trying to remind people that Trump mocked her marriage because her uh, husband is deployed. Whatever. Two subjects Trump should avoid: marriage and military. <laughs> Not, not a bad point. <laughs> and, and, and incidentally, I should probably avoid crying. Somebody from Ohio listening to us just said, Mike, don't go there. Don't open that can of worms. Are you forgetting about John Boehner's crying? Listen, he did. He wept a lot. And that that wasn't my favorite st- thing either. Yep. Well, well, let me fully stipulate. I'll cry at a, a Hallmark commercial. <laughs> papers I'm late. an emotional guy. I cry <laughs> ten times a day. So I'm not, I'm not trying. But I'm also not running for president. And I'm not saying, listen, what's she going to do when she has to negotiate with, uh, you know, Kim Jong-un? Yeah. I mean, she's going to f- fall down in a heap and the, start sobbing? The missiles are in the air. Uh, a woman uh, crying? That just, I can't get over that. Do you have that? I'm going to play that clip today and see if people think it was an act. Think if people I think it was. Know. But it's not a good look, Mark. No. Thankfully, I, I mean, it, it won't matter soon. Will she get out once she is drubbed? On Saturday, or will she nope. stick around and play this game through Super Tuesday? I guess she's going all the way. I, I guess she's going to stay on as long as she possibly and it's can. Just it's just March 5th. A, it's just a few more days. It's, I mean, it's, it's got to be about the money. Listen, she was, you know, I know South Carolina quite well. Yep. I've got a lot of friends and family there still. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a fundraiser yesterday, and somebody posted the list of the donors yeah. who are sponsoring her fundraiser, and it was like $5,000 a person. Can right. you imagine spending $5,000 to pose for a picture with Nick? Haley. I, I know who has zero chance of being the next president. I just none, I, and, no and, path and, whatsoever. And some are saying that this is so bad. This is a Ben Dominich line night, night before last that she is destroying her chances for twenty twenty eight. Whereas a woman in her early fifties, a spring chicken, she should be uh, you know keeping her powder dry for twenty eight. Will memories be long enough to remember this bad look? Uh, at that point, I, I don't even get me started. But anyway, go ahead. Correct. So, but, what, but anyway, what about that so, list? That, so that list there were I there were some people on that list who I know. I mean, friends of mine. Okay. And I'm like, what are you guys thinking? Are you kidding me? If you know them, perhaps you know what they're thinking. Are they corporatist, globalist squishes who miss the old ways of the John Boehner, Paul Ryan, John McCain GOP? Maybe. I have a friend in South Carolina who you know and I know well mm-hmm. who told me that they're probably trying to ingratiate themselves into the old school South Carolina Republicans who want business as usual, who don't but want, who don't like Trump. What? That's like ingratiating yourself into a buggy whip manufacturing company. You're about to go the way of the dinosaur. 
that that, that, that whole corporate just globalist it. old school that 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 is that have they, have they do they read a paper have they watched a newscast do they listen to you or me or anybody they don't get it. That, because that type they don't get of republic it. it still exists and probably it will always have some sliver of the pie of republicanism but that is not the flavor of this time that is not the direction in which the the party is going and thank god for that all so, I know, back to New York and Letitia James for just a moment. Yes. Did, you see, Remi- <laughs> yep, did you see the gun manufacturer Remington is fleeing the state of New York? No, They're no. out. We're gonna co- we're gonna follow that story. There and the go. mayor of New York City, where I'll be again next week. I got to go back there for a couple of weekends mm-hmm. in March. Check this out. Every migrant, and I hate that term. I hate saying migrant, but I'm gonna go with it. Every migrant mm-hmm. is gonna get up to ten thousand dollars each. In taxpayer money, these are these credit cards that mm-hmm. the city of New York is handing out to illegals. Uh-huh. No, no ID check, nope. no restrictions on the money whatsoever, and no fraud control. Will that taxpayer- also go? Will that also go to the migrants who there's now fresh video of this of a fresh group of migrants uh, attacking NYPD officers at one of their uh, detention facilities? They went hey. absolutely ape blank on the cops again. Trump nailed it last night. He says there's a new type of crime now in America. Yep. I call it migrant crime. Yep. He's right. I mean, he says we got violent crime, we got misdemeanor, and we've got migrant sure do. crime. Sure do. And we do. And this is something that the Democrats have to own. It have is you Joe, Bi- po- Joe Biden's America where these things happen. You, you paid attention to polls lately? Are you seeing the, la- the latest polling with Trump and Biden head to head? I have indeed. Mark, the lead is widening. Yep. I mean, I, I, I don't know. How, we got four more criminal trials to suffer through between now and November, apparently. Yes, we do. I smell landslides. Uh, he's, he's dropped the L word. Well, I like right, the. I'll let me put it there. I'll take like that back. Chances. I'll walk that back. I like our chances. I like our All chances. Right. All right. Happy man. Wednesday. Happy right, Wednesday. I like the chance of a great Mike Gallagher show because you get it every day. That's the safest bet in radio. Mike's ready as soon as we're done. 10 o'clock, right here on 660 AM. The answer. At Haley headquarters. I'll be seeing you soon enough in all the old familiar places. It'll be time to hang it up. That this heart of mine embraces. Will it be after the drubbing in South Carolina on Saturday night? Or must we wait until March 5th, Super Tuesday? How long will she put us through this? I don't know. Only she knows. But we'll let Bing take us out as voters prepare to take her out. And we venture together into the 8 o'clock hour on a beautiful Wednesday in a Texas winter where it's almost 80. I love this. Mark Davis, 660 AM, The Answer. Stick around. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.